Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, you're listening to Nobody Cares. It's a podcast that I hope you understand how podcasts work because otherwise it's probably very confusing for you. Um, I'm your host, Auntie Donahue, and today we are going to be joined by someone who is claiming a very large topic as his own. He is a rapper, musician, artist, all of it, wearing terrific coat. Believe it or not, I have Cadence Weapon in front of me. He can now officially start talking. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> we met on a game show. We did. It was very fun. Yeah, it was great. I was a little bit upset, and I said this coming in, that we're not going to be talking about the crown. Mm-hmm. We bonded over that. That's true. Um, And you have a lot of thoughts on Princess Margaret. Yes. But that's why I'll just have you in a second time, because what are we talking about this week? We're talking about basketball. I was under the impression it was the film Basketball by the creators of South Park. (laughs) So all of my questions are now null and void. Mm -hmm. Okay. What gives you the right to claim this (laughs) as your topic? Well, for me, basketball, I can tie anything into basketball. Basketball is my guiding principle in life. Why? Is it honestly you can it's it's like my my spiritual spirituality is basketball. Okay. Take me back. How did you like did you discover basketball as a kid? Did you play basketball? Did your family well versed in basketball? Like where did this love affair begin? So my dad played basketball and he uh, actually was my coach of basketball in since I was, I don't know, like six years old. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he was he was the kind of elementary school basketball coach, you know, growing up. Yeah. And then I just continued playing from then on. And, you know, he was a big Knicks fan. He's originally from New York. Okay. And so I had to follow them during the 90s, which was really sad for me. Oh, I mean, I'm going to trust you because yeah. all I know about is like Space Jam at this point in the 90s. Well, yeah, there was that too. Yeah. I mean, the, the heartbreak though, being a Knicks fan, it wasn't good. So how, at what point did it like become something that you, you know, followed and liked and played to something that you basically like breathe and worship? I would say that happened really relatively recently, really? like maybe in the last like 10 years or something where it really became like my guiding principle, you know, because like I, I kind of put it down for a while and was more focused on music. Right. Because for a while I just, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Really? You know, like I, as a kid, I was very good. So you, know? you had promise. Yeah, you know, there's like tape of me playing. Like I was scoring like 40 points and stuff on kids, and I was just balling out. My dad must have been really excited, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, there's the whole like growth spurt thing. Their people got taller. I remained the same size, and uh, you know, I just like lost interest also in basketball. You know, turned to music. Yeah, but but then eventually, uh, it came back with you know with a vengeance. I I, I think really the reason. It was when I was uh, touring, I think, with Buck 65, okay. actually. And this would have been maybe 2008. And it was on a tour bus. And on the tour bus, it has satellite TV. Oh, and it was fancy. Yeah, it was fancy. It's very fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would watch, you know, before I would go on and play, it was the NBA playoffs. 
and I would watch games. And I started like really getting back into watching basketball around then. That's interesting. Do you think that maybe it was one of those things where you kind of had to distance yourself because, you know, it didn't work out? And then watching someone else succeed at something you thought you wanted to do is like a bit of a I'm doing a knife motion in my own heart right now. <laughs> no, well, not really. I mean, for me, it was actually very cathartic. Really? Yeah, watching the, the high-level basketball, you know, because for a while, basketball was, like, not cool, too. That was the other That's thing. That's true. Like, it, it definitely had an ebb in popularity yes. in the early 2000s, post-Michael Jordan. Yeah, leaving. very much so. Um, but, um, yeah, just I realized that I find it very peaceful, and I still do today, and I find it... Uh, it's just something that I always uh, return to. And I, I now I have to play basketball, you know, a certain amount of times a week. You know, I, I have I have a crew of people and we rent a gym and we play basketball. And Like you are not kidding. No, I'm really serious about it. That's really cool, though, because I think like as somebody that's not super fluent in a lot of sports, when you hear somebody's really into something, you kind of forget that they them playing it not professionally can be just as cathartic and just as important as somebody who does play professionally maybe even more oh yeah i think basketball more than other sports is a lot like that you know like that you can you can do a lot of the things that people in the nba do you know like you you can run the same plays you can kind of uh, emulate certain moves and you can actually do them you Mm -hmm. know if you practice enough you know it's not like that you know in like you can't really like replicate football and stuff you know like like baseball you need like 60 people (laughs) and stuff and it's like and they all have to have the exact same goals and they have to know the plays do and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they all have to be, you know, willing to get concussed on a regular basis. Yeah, that's the big thing. I think the other thing that I love about basketball is it's a, a thinking person's game. OK, so that's interesting because um, I grew up with baseball because my uncle played mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. And so I always describe baseball as a thinking person's game because you have to look for all like the little nuances and it's all in the hidden shit. Mm-hmm. So how is it? How is basketball a thinking person's game? Um, well, basketball, you can really, um, there's so many different like ways of playing the game, okay. you know, and you can learn a lot about a person by how they play. Like I know in, in fact, not just by how they play, but how they dress or how they move. Like I know whether somebody's going to be good before I've even seen them play. Okay. So what would, what would constitute as like someone good when you look at and you're like, oh, that person's got it. Um, they have no, very little branding. Really? On. Like they have no like, you know, I'll say well, here's somebody who's going to be bad is somebody who's wearing, you know, another player's jersey from the NBA. Yeah. An NBA jersey in a in an unofficial game is a little gauche. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like, like oh, you think you think you're LeBron. Yeah, no. You, no. Right? Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What about like, okay, so we have the clothes down. How about their mannerisms? Like the, the way they talk to other players? Yeah, if somebody is overly cocky, okay. that I find to be like a little bit of a tell. Yeah, that, uh, that they're a little, uh, they're not confident about their game. That actually plays. They're to not real actually life. confident. No, you know they're 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 putting something on. Yeah, it's like what Denzel Washington says in American Gangster: "The loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room." I love that quote mm-hmm. because it's true, especially when you see like a showboaty athlete in any capacity, professional or not, it's usually like, oh, you have an expiry date and it is quickly, quickly approaching. I'll tell you the guy that like, if you're picking teams, like who I would pick. Oh, good. please. It's, uh, you know, a guy who maybe has like some gray hair, mm-hmm. 38 to 40 years old, mm-hmm. a white guy mm-hmm. who looks like he rides a bike a lot. Really? Uh, that's a guy I would pick because this guy definitely can shoot. Alex 100% is nodding chance. because you've just described him in 30 <laughs> years. 
He's like, you're yeah. right. That's no, correct. Hon- honestly, it's like, you know, <laughs> I, that, you know, I might be profiling this guy, but uh, I think he can shoot. Listen, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I'm all about criminal profiling. So I will profile the shit out of basketball players and any athlete as well. Because mm-hmm. you look at the body language, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's even though like if somebody it's like in show business, too. Right. If somebody is a musician and they come out and they're like, I'm amazing. Like, Mah. you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that yeah. it will never work out for you. Yes. But good luck with the mediocrity. The whole in- insecurity. Correct. You lead mm-hmm. with it. So do you take more joy in playing with your pals and like organizing these games than you do in watching? Or is it like two different kinds of joy? They're two different kinds of joy, but I think I do prefer playing to watching. Okay. Um, I have this thing where sometimes when I'm in the gym, I'll watch basketball when I'm on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of freak out because I want to be playing. Oh. And so I'll start doing the moves and stuff, and I'll almost fall off the treadmill. You're, like, really in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, kind of hard for me to watch sometimes. Okay. <laughs> no, that's great. So, like, yeah. how do you tap into your best self then when you are playing? Because it seems like that's kind of what you're doing. I think it's an important thing. Um, when you're playing with your friends and stuff, there's no coach. Mm. And the role of the coach is to kind of take something – Big picture, mm-hmm. a big picture idea like, okay, guys, we need to play defense, full court defense. We need to really like shake up the other team, like strategy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to think of that when you're an individual and you're just people, you're just playing basketball. It's such an organic thing and it's just in the flow of the game. It's hard to like control uh, what a group of people does. Right. So my position, I'm a point guard. Okay. That is really my role on the court is to kind of like plan things, you know, and and orchestrate things and maybe do things that people haven't thought of yet and lead them towards it. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like I I can see how a play is going to unfold before it's going to happen. Right. And it's up to me to kind of like explain it to the rest of my team or even like suggest it. Like I'll like wink at somebody or like, you know, like point in a certain direction or like be like this guy's not looking like go, go, go. You know, it's like military military strategizing. Definitely. A lot of sports are. Yeah, that's true. I always think of like Alexander Hamilton where he's like leading them and he makes them take all the bolts out of their gun. And they're like, I don't know if you've heard that musical, but there is that big part in it. And it's like, yes, that's true. Like, yes, you're like you're communicating silently. And Mm -hmm. I think sports can be one of those things that people really quick to write off if it's something they never really fit in with. Like, I remember being a teen and not fitting in with that like Mm -hmm. crew at all. I wasn't Mm -hmm. good at sports. I had to sit down a lot because I was bad at (laughs) this game my teacher would be like you know you can just read today we're doing volleyball again and so then I became almost very resentful of anybody who was Mm -hmm. athletic because I was like who do they think they are they're not better than me like I'm at least like weird and like funny and meh Mm -hmm. um and then you grow out of it and you realize that like just because it's not your way of thinking doesn't mean that there isn't a shit ton of thought put in that's like incredibly brilliant Definitely. I mean, like, yeah, I I had a similar experience where it was like around high school, college kind of age. I was more into music and I was just becoming very obsessive about, you know, underground rap and stuff. And, you know, that was not like the coolest thing to do at the time. And I was like not like the cool jocks or anything. But it's funny now that I've kind of like gotten back into that side of things. Mm -hmm. But I'm like a nerd about it, too. So now I'm just a basketball nerd. But I think that's almost, like, cooler than somebody who, I mean, to all the professional athletes listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> all of them, like, all the Raptors are just like, well, fuck her. Right. We loved her. Now it's it's over. Um, 
I feel though like that's almost more of like a universal language now because nerding out is actually cool. Like that is what everyone's doing. People, fandoms are like exploding. People are re- like looking like podcasts, books, that whole like – you know, when you're looking, you're almost studying basketball as mm-hmm. well as playing basketball. And it's like a form of academia to an extent. Yeah, that's me watching basketball is like I'm really uh, studying it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's the thing. That's another part of basketball that people don't really know is all like LeBron, all these people, they they watch tape. Yeah. They watch hours and hours of people playing throughout history and they learn from like the mistakes of people in the past. Do you romanticize any players or are you able to separate like the athlete from the person? I have a few that Mm -hmm. I have this, you know, some of my childhood players I grew up loving, like John Starks from the New York Knicks. He's got kind of a crazy story where he was like, uh, he worked at a grocery store and then he tried out for the Knicks. Cool. And because he had only went to community college, I think, and, you know, he wasn't like a big star player. And then he tried to dunk on the main player, Patrick Ewing. And he was like, no way, and like blocked him and hit him really hard during this practice and ended up injuring him. So the Knicks weren't able to release him. And he ended up weirdly becoming a member of the Knicks. But then like they like played with him and they were like, wow, he's actually really good. Oh, that's and, cool. And then he became like kind of like a star player just from happenstance, right? So who's your other – I feel like Mark Maron. Who are your guys? Um, guys. <laughs> Mark Maron's now listening. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's it. I liked her until she made fun of me. I mean, yeah, and the other one would be Gary Payton okay, now for who the Seattle that? Sonics. All right, is that what year is any of this? By the this way, this is nineties. These um, are the nineties. These are like the ones I kind of like grew up and like okay. wanted to be like. Like it's like the Roberto Alomar and Joe Carter. If you're totally, like, yeah, okay, totally. got it. Totally. Thank you. I'm like really new right now, and I'm trying to understand. No, it's all good. Great. I well, I know it's my podcast. I make the rules. <laughs> Alex will cut anything I sound terrible in. Add it all to your dialogue. Change the voice and everything. Perfect. Great. It's like, why is he interviewing himself and asking him these <laughs> terrible questions? Anyways, who's – so this is 90s Those guy. Are old dudes. Yeah. All right. Now, what about now? Because I think like people like Tristan Thompson. Mm. And like right now, this notion of celebrity is eclipsing almost like what a player can do. Yeah. So how do you separate that – like our updated version of celebrity from the player – Oh, yeah, that's a great question because it's something that um, a lot of people are dealing with, especially with, like, Twitter. Right. Right? Like, all these players, like, their old tweets come out when right. they when they have a good game. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, they had this, like, dumb opinion or, like, they, you know, they, you know. Love Trump or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, but that game that he played was so great. Mm-hmm. But I think this is just a, a you know, it's an extension of um, – it used to be kind of like a, a whisper network about basketball players back in like 90s, 80s. Like there was stuff that you would hear about them, but like there's no way to prove it. And there was just no information about it. Like Michael Jordan, horrible guy, like a jerk. Is he really? He's known for being like a dick. The, the, he he curse out his own teammates, punch them during practice oh and stuff. God. And he was really a huge gambler. He's a gambling addict. Oh, shit. Yes. And, and the rumor is there was a year where he – didn't play in the NBA and was like, I'm going to go play baseball. It was after his dad died. I remember died. that. And the rumor of basketball nerds is that he was forced by the NBA to take a year off because his gambling was out of control. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then he made Space Jam. Then he made Space Jam. And that was my introduction to basketball. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And then he won three more championships. He is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, he is a brand. Yeah. That's the thing. Horrible genes. Ab- 
If you look at his jeans, his pants. Oh, you mean I was just like, really? Like, <laughs> he probably has really good jeans, but I mean, I'm like, well, that's really weird. Like, what do you mean? The pants. Like, yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible denim. You can tell a lot by a person from the pants that they wear. Yeah, Google Michael Jordan denim. I urge you guys to do that during this brief commercial break. So when we talk about separating the personality from the player. We like, I mean, our celebrities and our star system is bananas and kind of like on steroids and about to explode, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, when you play with your friends, do you find like personas come out that don't exist (laughs) in a natural setting? All the time. I think it's really funny. It's like people who, you know, individually, they're like very quiet or like humble or shy. They become monsters on the court. Really? <laughs> it's often that way, actually. I find extreme differences between personalities, between how they play and how they are normally. How about you, though? Like, what do you turn into? Yeah, I'm like that. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay. no, totally. Totally. Really? Yeah, I'm like a very, like, chill, like, you, are you know, super chill. friendly guy or whatever, yeah. like, on the court. Like, I am like a demon on the court. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. like, instigate fights? Uh, No, but, like, I will possibly get into a fight yeah that's interesting yeah like if someone is like fouling me or like doing something like to hurt me you know like i let them know so do you find that like or think with an elbow oh shit (laughs) that's so hardcore i mean i'll just fight somebody in a parking lot old-fashioned style right i mean i believe it thank you yeah thank you very much or just a very cutting remark that will destroy you over the course of five to six years I'll tell you my secrets to that on a different yeah, <laughs> on a different podcast <laughs> called My Enemies. Mm-hmm. Do you find though that like basketball's given you a way of t- like kind of tapping into parts of yourself that you didn't know existed or you didn't know you liked? I mean, I think we all have certain parts of ourselves that we try to keep hidden, but then you know. I feel like basketball is it, it really brings out something very primal in me. Really, that I don't really have an opportunity to tap into normally. Interesting, you know, like just this kind of like you're just running. You're just running and jumping and like you're you're moving. It's like almost on like a caveman tip, you know, like it's like, you know, back in the day I used to, I would have been like lugging some rocks around or something or, you know, climbing like a mountain. But I'm not really like doing that now. Right. Yeah. I you mean, know? you could. I'm, I could, you but could. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but don't because it's Toronto and it would be weird to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Just by diff, just like going for it. Yeah. But so, um. so you tap into that part of yourself. Yeah. How, what, yeah. how do you or how have you begun to apply that then to your life outside of basketball? Or does that per- version of yourself only exist on the court? I find that the better I do at basketball, mm-hmm. the more assertive I am in my everyday life. Really? Yeah. I feel like more decisive. I feel more confident. I just feel better, you know, especially like after I've played a really good game, you know, I'll I'll come home and I'll I'll talk to my girlfriend about it. Yeah. And she she always makes fun of me because uh she's like, Yeah, yeah, you'll be like, Yeah, you got three in and then you did this and then you did a spin move and it's like yeah, it's probably like a, a kid coming home talking to, you know. But that's so cool. And kind of like I think when we get older we kind of forget about sources of joy or like embrace sources of joy. I think mm-hmm. we it's mm-hmm. cooler to be cynical than it is to be like Ah, that was amazing at basketball today. I also find it very meditative. Really? That's the other thing. Okay, like, explain that to me. So I feel like it's probably the only time. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In my entire life where I'm not thinking about anything else. Oh, see, that's interesting because I think there's this like, I'm not even saying I think, I know there's this mindfulness trend and I don't really love it because I'm somebody that i just not chill enough. And even my therapist is like, I don't think it's for you. I think you're better doing something else. But you're an example of the way that like mindfulness and meditation can doesn't have to be fucking sitting on the floor looking at the wall and like not thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. channel parts of yourself and like extend energy and not, you know, overanalyze things. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool how it's just integrated into my life. It has seamlessly integrated into your life, it seems. Mm-hmm. Is that brought you closer to, like, your family because that was a connection you had before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still talk to my older sister. We talk about basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, when uh, she lives in New York, I'll go there and we'll go to, like, Knicks games oh, and stuff. And it's fancy. Yeah, it's still um, still a big family fam, fam jam. We're, like, sports people, though. Okay, my whole family, cool. so. Yeah, because I was asking about your grandfather before here. That's right. And was he supportive of your basketball dreams when you were growing up? He, I don't think he really knew about it that much. Mm. I mean, it's like, it was more my dad. My dad, I think, thought that I was going to make a bunch of money. Really? Briefly. Yeah, just there was like a, a short window of when I was like very young. I was quite a bit advanced for my age, okay. I think. And, and he was just like, probably was a... Uh, LeVar Ball of like the 90s. Okay. <laughs> LeVar Ball is the ultimate basketball dad. Oh, he's, explain to me. He's like, you know, like there's like the soccer mom. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a basketball dad. Okay. And oh, like the, like the Chris Jenner of basketball. Yeah. Okay. He's super overbearing basketball dad. Oh, wow. And his son plays for the Lakers and he has two other sons who are going to probably be in the NBA. So, okay. So he knows what he's doing. And they have a reality show. <laughs> Listen, everyone, I watch enough reality television. There's a lot of shows about big castles in England I haven't finished yet. (laughs) When I get through those, I will make it to the basketball ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I got sidetracked by Kris Jenner, and I'm so sorry. But um, So you were in New York as a Knicks fan. You were growing up, right? Uh, Or your dad's from New York. My dad's from New York. And you were raised in Edmonton. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Edmonton. And then – so. What was that climate like? Because I think like cold. From, what? Yeah. Well, the ha ha. Uh, ha ha. Well, that's enough for this week. I'm excommunicating you from my life right that's now. Right. Thank you very much for coming. But I think in Ontario, you were so close to the states mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. like you're close to the Raptors, you're close to the Jays, you're close to the Leafs. So you have these dreams of playing on certain teams. Edmonton seems removed. Like, did you have? Were you always like, I'm going to move away and I'm going to play, or is it? I'll make it work here somehow. Or like, how did your, what did little Rolly think about things? Yeah, I feel like I just didn't take it seriously enough as a kid. Like, okay. And I, I didn't really have like the drive. Like I wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, we're going to keep this kid on the right nutrition. This kid's going to be working out. Like I didn't do all the stuff that like all these other parents do nowadays. And you have like more knowledge of it. Right. Um, and there's like no opportunities in Alberta for joining like an AAU team or, you know, like these like, going to basketball camp with, like, an actual basketball player, you know? Like, right. I, yeah, in a lot of ways, I wish I, I could have done things differently because I feel like I have, like, I have a great mind for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, like, that's, you're, like, 70% there with the mind. Totally. You know? Well, you watch how athletes in any sport, like, if they are having a time, like, I think of Marcus Stroman, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he begins to, like, you can see him begin to break down a little bit. 
And then they overcompensate with the pitching, and mm-hmm. then he fails, mm-hmm. and then it gets worse, and then you just want to like take him aside, and be like you need to go outside, you take some deep breaths, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Like mind is everything in sports, yeah. which is something I wish younger me had known because I re- like when I dismissed it, I really dismissed it as being like jocks are dumb. It's like that's not true. That's an actually like super ignorant way to think. They mm-hmm. just it's a different form of thinking, and I can't think that way. It's a different. It's a different kind of intelligence. Completely, yeah. it's strategizing, mm-hmm. and in a way also that you have to like literally tell your body what to do. Yeah, yeah. that's fucked. There, and there's this. It's a combination between intelligence and just like intuition. Yes, which I think is really cool. That's the thing I love about basketball. Oh yeah, that's that's another thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about it. Okay, so basketball is cool because. There's all these things that happen for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like always an explanation. People say, oh, the basketball gods, yeah, yeah, you know, want this to happen or mm-hmm. whatever. And there's all this stuff like that. Like um, one example is this thing. It's called uh, – I'll, I'll tell you the, where it comes from okay. first. Okay. So there's a player, one of my favorite players back in the day, Rasheed Wallace. Okay. And he was known for being like kind of like a wild guy. He'd get lots of technical fouls. And he was just kind of like – <laughs> he kind of didn't try that hard. If he tried harder, he probably would have been one of the best ever. Oh. But he was just kind of like a like lazy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his fav- famous quotes is, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about, you know, you know how, how, whether I'm playing tomorrow. It's like, all I care about is CTC. Cut the check. <laughs> I love that. But one of his other famous, famous quotes um, so he got called for a foul that he didn't agree with and seemed like it was a bad call. He's okay. like, what is this? Come on. You know, and the guy went up to shoot and he was like furious, like the whole time on the sideline, like waiting for the foul shot. He's like, oh, ball don't lie, man. Ball don't lie. And then the guy went to shoot the shot and he missed. He was like, ball don't lie. Ball oh, yeah. don't lie. Like it's almost like it won't do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like whenever that's become like a universal statement. That's so. There's so much spiritualism and mysticism involved in sports, but basketball especially, because also like the team is closely knit in a way that you don't see other teams play. Like in baseball, everyone's so spread out. Football, it's such a tight pack, and there's also so much aggression everywhere. Mm-hmm. But basketball, it's like, as I mean, it's kind of close to hockey used to be, but it's almost like, did you ever see that movie Red Army? It was, um, no. okay, so it's about the Soviet hockey team uh, back during like USSR days, et cetera, et cetera. And then those guys all went off to play for the NHL, but they all, they, they won everything because they thought as a unit and they like actually opened themselves up to like reading each other's body language and like reading like energy and everyone who played against them was like we don't know how to do this but basketball is similar because it's like an organism at its best it is yes that's the thing it's like this is when people say oh this is beautiful basketball Mm -hmm. they mean uh, when you see a play where every player on one team touches the ball yeah that's it, it it feels right too yeah it feels good but it looks good too and it works that's that's a weird thing. It's like, I don't know, it's a team sport, and it's like the ultimate team sport to me. And also the other cool thing about it is, I don't know if you believe in real life having momentum. Yeah, I do. But I feel like basketball is a sport where you can really tangibly see it and happen. And feel it when you're on feel it, game. And it's like, it feels like bad when you're on the other side of it. Yeah. Like it's really weird. Like, sometimes it'll just feel like, uh-oh. Like, they keep getting shots, and it seems like nothing we do is working. Every time they shoot, it's going in. Every time we shoot, it's missing. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like we got we got to stem the tide. And that's what it feels like. It feels like a, a rising tide of momentum is going yeah. against you. Yeah, like not to use a, the terror reference, mm. but it's almost like, you know, when we know the bear's coming, yeah. and what are you going to do? You right. can't separate. That'll be worse. Right. Working together, you're you still pretty run. fucked. You can't. You are fucked. Yeah. It's bigger than you. Yeah. So what parts of, like, because we talked about the parts you tap into when you're playing and, like, but when you're watching, what do you like what feelings do you feel that you're like I want to feel more of this in like my regular life Mm. um I feel like the I feel like in modern life we don't interact with as many people as uh I think we used to right especially with just like technology and how it's changed and I feel like it's just one instance where I'm you know not on my phone hanging out with a bunch of people in physical proximity to me Mm -hmm. and it's just we're you know we're working towards a common goal or something it's almost like like i always used to cringe when i hear people uh equate church and sports Mm. but it is a very like it is that that's very much like it is a it is a religion i feel like it's it's so spiritual and and it's i i can really i can tie anything in science or in the world to basketball i can tie anything into basketball like you could su- suggest something. Okay, I'm going to suggest something. Mad Men. Mad Men. Okay, well, it's like basketball players. There's a different hierarchy, right? For all of them, right? And there's like there's the Don Drapers of the world who are independent and reckless, mm-hmm. but they realize they're more successful when they work as a team. True. You know, there's the, you know like LeBron is really good, but he only wins if he's got a good team around him. That's very true. Okay. Um. All right. All right. The Crown. Because I'm just talking about the things <laughs> that we talk about. <laughs> Uh, we're very we're not cool <laughs> I just want everyone on the podcast to, to know that right now well the crown um, in basketball you mm-hmm. often find that for a long time there'll be one really good player right. who just wins championships wins championships but um, yeah eventually all empires must fall you know? <gasps> it's true you know and it's like Cleveland. there's and nowadays I would say Steph Curry is maybe like the the, the, the new queen real I would yeah yeah yeah. I'm also very obsessed with his his daughter's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's great on it. See, I know. Oh, that reminds me of something. Okay. Steph Curry is a good example of another thing that's cool about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find that basketball is like, uh, it reminds me of science and technology a lot. Ooh. Because, okay, here's an example. Our smartphones and yes. stuff. Before this, it was a flip phone, right? right? But then Apple or whoever, Apple ripped them off first to do the smartphone. You know, they came out with this and it changed everything. And then everybody who makes a phone makes a phone like this. Oh, true. Right? That's what Steph Curry is like to basketball. Because before Steph Curry, there nobody would take shots from near half court. If you took a shot where Steph Curry t- typically, on average, takes a shot, yeah. before you'd be benched, you'd be kicked out of the league. People would be like, this guy is crazy. But... He he has taught the world, and you see this. It's like a, a virus has has gone across the entire world, where it's suddenly acceptable to shoot from half court if you've practiced it enough. He's like the Steve Jobs of this particular realm. Exactly, it's a revolution. It's like the industrial revolution for basketball. It's this crazy. is so cool. Okay, who else is like like re- revolutionizing? I don't know how words work anymore. There's too much feelings happening right now. It's your Pisces sign happening. Over no, there. there's like there's lots of examples of this. Like I mean. Um, Michael Jordan is another example of this. He made basketball seem like, oh, I mean, I think it was also kind of Space Jam, but he made mm-hmm. it so accessible that he almost became like 
a Saturday morning cartoon figure because if you were growing up in the 90s like me, you're like, oh, like a Mr. Ro- like He was like Mr. Rogers. He's always around. He's in commercials. He was on game nights. Then he was in Space Jam with Bugs mm-hmm. Bunny. So you're like, this fucking guy. People used to be playing basketball wearing like Chucks before him. Yeah. You know, they were wearing all kinds of weird shoes. And then he came into the idea of having like signature shoes and like sneakers. It really changed everything. It changed – that changed everything. Mm-hmm. The commercialization of basketball became yeah. like – because now it's actually trendy to wear like a hat of the Raptors or like – Another guy, Wilt Chamberlain. Oh. He is an old school player who is very tall. Okay. And he used to play in college and they banned dunking uh, because of him. Really? Because he's really the only person who could really do it. You know, it was like it was almost an unfair advantage for him. And it was like it was like there's slightly racially tinged to like there's so much history of this. But like, you know, suddenly people are like, no, we want dunking. Yeah. You know, like everybody started dunking. Well, dunking's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. But for a while you couldn't do it in the NBA and stuff. They were like, don't you bring that schoolyard (gasps) like wild dunking to this sport. Same with three pointers. Really? Yeah. There wasn't always three pointers. Right, like when did all know, of this happen? Give me a, what year? That was, was like, this? like three pointers came. I think early eighties. Yeah, for the record, everyone listening, I literally what I know about basketball is like I know two names, and like that is <laughs> so I am like really like I feel like I'm in school right now, but in like a non boring way. Yeah, I hope my subject wasn't too weird. I love this. I have people coming and talk about otters. This is perfect, especially because oh, yeah. you love it so much. Yeah, yeah. And it obviously means something to you. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna rapid fire question you now. Okay. All right, favorite team right now. Raptors. Okay. You're, so you are not bandwagon Raptors. You love the Raptors. Like, you're done with the Knicks. I am a hardcore Raptors fan from way back. I went to one of the first Raptors games. It was Raptors versus uh, the Grizzlies. Oh. When they played an exhibition game in Edmonton. I was oh. there. And uh, Master P played for the Raptors in that game. Okay. Yeah, that's another basketball fact. The bas- the rapper Master P Briefly played for the Raptors. I always just thought that um, the Raptors, when I was a kid, I thought that it had something to do with Jurassic Park. I it does. That, oh, does it? Yeah, that's that's the really funny thing. Our team that we all love so much, the reason they're called the Raptors is they had a contest where you can enter in what, what people wanted to call them. And because of Jurassic Park? It was the same time as Jurassic Park. This is the best day of my life. It I love It literally is only from Jurassic Park. It's There's like no how the Mighty reason. Ducks were the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Quack, quack. From yeah. the, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, pop culture is everywhere. It's yeah. amazing. All right, favorite basketball player right now? My favorite basketball player right now um, is Fred Van Vliet. Where is he? And he plays for the Raptors. Okay. He is a player that I – I often like players that remind me of myself. Oh, of course. We all do. And he's, he was undrafted. He, he didn't – no team picked him. Every team passed on him. And then he went to the, the G League – which is the Gatorade Developmental League, which is the league, like the minor leagues of the NBA. And he worked really hard and he was on the Raptors farm team. And he just worked his way. They won the G League championship last year and he made it onto the actual Raptors team. And he's like one of our main players now. Okay, final question. What lesson from basketball have you begun applying mostly to your like career? Great question. I'm very smart. You yeah, are. Thank um, you. And this is the thing that I think is so special about basketball and why, you know, if I have kids, uh, they will learn the game too. And it'll, you or know, else. Or they will. Well, be, they have to. Or they will be thrown. They out. have to because yeah. you learn a lot from the game. And one thing I've learned about the game is sharing. Sharing? Sharing and the importance of sharing. Oh, that's nice. Yes, because you can't do things by yourself. You need help. 
you know, that's something I've learned in my career, too, is to, you know, be open to working with other people and appreciating other people's skills and, and learning from what other people have to bring to the conversation the same way other people have different kinds of basketball skills that they can bring to a game. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's another part of it. Absolutely. Oh, damn it. This always comes up the podcast where I'm like, I'm learning to be vulnerable. I'm learning to ask for help. I'm learning that it's okay to need people. Basketball seems to be my key to this. If we get a chance to play some basketball, you know, I think I think you'll learn a lot about yourself. I mean, I think we would already know that my Napoleonic God complex would come out <laughs> and that I would be like, I don't want to play this. I'm going to the mall. And then I would be like, how's basketball? That's our friendship. <laughs> you play basketball and I'll meet you after basketball. Sounds good. Okay. I love that you came on and now you get to tell the internet like everything you're up to now. Drop your album title. Tell me about your tour. Like do all of it. Yeah. Okay. So I just came out with a new album. It's called Cadence Weapon. It's self-titled. Great call, by the way. Yeah. I think it's kind of money. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Also, good name. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm sure you were waiting for me to tell you that. (laughs) And now your day is better. Excellent. You're welcome. Yeah. But yeah, that album's out. Yeah. I'm going to be touring North America this fall. Okay, yeah. so are you going through Canada and the U.S.? Yes. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be sick. That's a really long and fun tour. Yeah, no, it's starting like end of September and then ends beginning of November. That's perfect. What are you doing over the summer? Uh, this summer, I'm going to be going to Europe. Um, I'm going to be in L.A. for a bit, Yay. you know, working on some music. And I'm going to go to Chicago because my sister just recently became the um, – the alumni president of her university. Oh, my God. Hampton University in Virginia. Okay, that's cool. So I'm going to go to the inauguration in Chicago this summer. Okay, so now if I were a fan and I wanted to find you on the internet, where would I find you? I'm everywhere. Okay, what would the name be? Just Cadence Weapon. Just one word? Yeah, one word. On all fronts? On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If Facebook still exists by August. I sent somebody a Facebook message and I was just like... When was the last time I did that? I feel embarrassed when I do that. Like, I, f- I feel embarrassed when I send a Facebook message. Because I feel like I had a bad phone number for them. And I was just like, what am I going to, like, Instagram, DM them? And then I'm like, that's, like, alarming sometimes when you get one of those. Because you're like, who's sending me this message? Oh, yeah. It's like. <laughs> Could it, be anybody. And really. it's a weird favor usually, but it's not a good one. Like, it's yeah. usually like, hey, can you um, pick me up from the grocery store and as well as all my belongings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I'm really glad you came on. This was so much fun. Um, and if you're listening, which you still are, I hope we didn't drive you away or mm. my lack of knowledge. Um, if you want to tell me what you love and nobody cares about, I'm at nobodycarespodcast.ca, where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Auntie Donahue. This has been Nobody Cares Except For Me with our wonderful guest, Cadence Weapon, whose album you should definitely buy and listen to and then tell all of your friends to do the same. Okay, cool. I will see you next week. I am out of here. Bye. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 